I'm ready when you are. You can feel the country's on a knife edge. It's only, what, 30 minutes late starting? Let's do this! <laughs> it's a joke, obviously. You are in retreat. We're not rioting yet. I don't like that question. You're just saying shit and you don't even know what you're talking about. That spider game sounds way cooler than manta rays, doesn't it? And I was like, well, here's my two cents. You, you, you need a lot of stuff. That's how we should describe the podcast. If they ever went out and recruited one more person, then we'd have double the number of people listening. Well then. Let's start the show. Well, Jan, Jan, thank you, ma'am. We're into January. Woo! Does it feel any different? Uh, totally different. I have a whole new outlook on life. I got a brand new whiteboard with lists of things to do. Scratching oh, wow. it off. I'm a whole new man, Brad. I'm a whole new man. So welcome to the show. Welcome listeners to the show. Welcome. Man. Well, welcome to the whiteboard. If if a whiteboard doesn't change your life, then nothing will. So... Hey, it's it was top of my list for uh, Christmas list for presents. Uh, Teresa came through for me, and now I've got a whole bunch of lists on there, and I'm just well, working just my way think, through. This coming Christmas, you'll be able to write your Christmas list on the whiteboard. How things go full circle? It's a gift that keeps on giving. Hey, <laughs> much like herpes. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to have you back with your delightful little comments, Brad, but. We're into a new year, so maybe uh, this will be the year that you, you know, bring it up a little highbrow. No. <laughs> anyway, you lost me. You lost me there. It was just the internet dropping in that. I don't know. But uh, no, it's good to be back. So, and, you know, based on the conversation, just about, well done for surviving New Year's Eve in Germany, because it sounds like shit just goes crazy and it's it, it's it turns a little bit like World War Three. Yeah, it's quite the experience. And actually, the British guy I was hanging out with, that's how he described it. He's like, it's like World War Three down here, but in a good way. As if, you know, the, the upsides of world wars. Well, yeah, it would be fireworks, obviously. Yeah, bright lights and loud explosions. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's basically it. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. People just load up on backpacks filled with fireworks and head into town and just start lighting them off. So it's it's a big spectacle. It's good fun. What can go wrong with that, I wonder? Jeez. <laughs> well, well I, I came out of it with all my fingers, so so we're we're doing good. Okay. All attached to your hand, or were they like, in the backpack? I got one in the right icebox right now. Ah, uh, that's fine. I, I got to go back to Canada to get the health care. <laughs> so I'm going be, to be heading back in a couple of weeks, so I'll just, I just figure I'll just keep it on ice till then. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. It's basically, it's like a cryogenetic experiment you've got going on there, isn't it? So. Hey, well, this kind of you know we're, we're going to do we're going to do our predictions for the year here that have been sent in. So I'm guarantee there's going to be something on there about limb transplants or something. <laughs> so I could be the first. Well, that that and having your hockey stick arm transplanted. <laughs> so. One day we can make him better than he was. <laughs> Um, well, no, I, let's, you know, the, 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 the new year's upon us, the, the stink of 2016 is gone and we've now moved into the foggy, murky, hazy unknown of 2017. So let's, let's, let's light the lamp and lead the way and, uh, get on with some of these predictions that we got. So we got some of our own and some that have been sent in to us from a few listeners, what few listeners we have. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I'm, I'm So actually, from the ones that I had sent in to me, uh, there were some um, common themes, shall we say, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um, although there may not seem like a lot of predictions that we read out, I think actually uh, they've all distilled down into one or two themes. So it'd be interesting when we get to those. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of overlap. For some reason... 
people seem a bit pessimistic about the year. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, as I read this, it, it wasn't feeling me with uh, a warm, joyous feeling, um, like the sight of fireworks going off in the street. It was, it was more the sight of a homeless hobo pissing in the street. So, <laughs> is this, is it, maybe we could do a recap at the end of like, you know, like this is the picture people are painting the mental image that people are already painting of 2017 but <laughs> i don't know if we want to go that 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 dark but we'll let the predictions uh you know we'll we'll throw them out here and then throughout the year we'll we'll follow up and see see what yeah. happens do you want to do you want to swing the first blatt uh okay I, okay, now I'm trying. I'm going through here, and I'm just trying to find one that that looks. It's, it's not a total downer to start us off with. But oh, I, 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 I've got a positive one. If you want me to start, yeah. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Okay, so well, depending on which way you look at. So the positive one, and this is one of my predictions: uh, Prince Harry, our beloved Prince Harry, uh, to get engaged. Whoa, that's your so prediction, been, eh? Well, he's been dating uh, this actress for a little while, and it seems to be getting quite serious with the fact that he's, you know, paying for bodyguards and and things like that. And I think we're a little bit overdue for a, a royal wedding. So I think it's time it steps up. So my prediction is that uh, Prince Harry, Harry Windsor, will uh, get engaged in twenty seventeen. There's there's a bit of positive to, to this girl. Are you going to go as far as to say that, or maybe he? Oh, I said you my bet, sir. But no, okay. I, I, and I can't remember now. Is it Megan? Her name? I can't Something remember her like name. That. I know she lives in Toronto. I know that. Oh, does she? Yeah, I don't okay. believe she's Canadian though. She might have dual citizenship, but okay. So, well, it would be nice if she was part of the Commonwealth, but it's fine. You know, it's... Well, hey, maybe they'll just move to Toronto, and then we'll have the you know the baller prince and back on uh, on our side because oh. he so is he the would. baller prince. His, well, he's, his brother's he's, a bit of a square, come on. He's many things. Some would say he's half-brother, but not us. That's so, right, uh, that's right. Hey, I'm all on board on that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a birther. I'm a Prince <laughs> Harry birther. <laughs> uh, okay, I like it. That's a good one. Um, it just gets me thinking, though, too, of, you know, the, the theme of 2016 was obviously celebrity death, so maybe we have to do a 2017 death pool. I'm just saying. Um, and I, I purposely steered away from, from royal fam- from well from royal family. I actually no, I did steer away from deaths, but I purposely steered away from royal deaths. Why? Um, well, because I don't really want to see any of them die. So, and I, it came a bit close because the queen was very unwell. Over that's Christmas exactly what I was going to say. I think you know one that was that was actually one of my predictions because we were talking about a celebrity death pool twenty seventeen. And, you know, you would you would obviously have to rank it like, you know, higher weighting for younger people. So the Queen's a good, she's a good pick, but she's getting up there in age. So it's it's not surprising. Well, to be fair, there's very few celebrities left after last year. You all sort of got culled off. Yeah, I know. Alan Thicke, Canadian superstar, got taken out. Sorry. Uh, crickets? Sorry. <laughs> so, so, do I have to edit crickets into that? <laughs> uh, when you said Alan... What was his surname? Thick, Alan Thick. See, when you said Alan Thick, or well, I thought you said Thicks, and I thought you actually meant Alan Rickman. No, and you just hadn't pronounced his name properly. Okay, so there is a guy called Alan Alan Thick. He was in Growing Pains. He was the dad in Growing Pains, starring Michael J. Fox, another great Canadian who could be on the death list. No, Michael J. Fox won't be on the death list. Definitely not. Okay, well. I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway. That man sounds strong. Anyway. Okay, so... <laughs> I'll stop being so morbid. I feel like yeah, it's making yeah. you uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I, I started off giving all positivity, trying to say, and you just instantly <laughs> just taken it down. You can see my interest in a celebrity death pool is high. I've, I've mentioned it to a few people, and honestly, the only person that seems like they would like be willing to engage in it is my lovely fiance Teresa. So everyone yeah, did else... You mention- did you mention it to people when you're like sat next to them on the bus stop or something? Because <laughs> you tend to find you won't get a good response to that, my friend. You yeah. especially will not get a good response in an airport. Yeah, that's Who right. Who do you think's going to die this trip? <laughs> Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Uh, okay, okay, right. Hit me, hit me with a prediction. Okay, here is a prediction that was sent in to me. Um, and it is... Prediction for 2017, Brad gets ditched at the altar 
Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why anyone would send that in. Uh, well, I'm laughing, <laughs> but I'm hoping they actually mean you and not me. Because well, you'd have a then that could be that would, it would be better if it was you because then it would be you know you'd have a real up and down story. You know, you'd well, go from single to engaged to to you know well, we, we could it. write a whole we could write a whole series on that. Wow. Yeah. So okay. So. What I'm hoping is that prediction wasn't made by your fiance, <laughs> because I would say if there's any money riding on this, she ultimately could be cashing in. Uh, that one's from anonymous, so uh, <laughs> you know. Here's hoping. Updates coming September. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let me do another one then. Let me do another one. Then. That was a quick one. <laughs> Uh, prediction for the year 2017 something positive actually makes the news then the world <laughs> makes fun of it on YouTube <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one that also is, from an anonymous you know an anonymous source so to be fair it, w- it would be nice to have some good news wouldn't it yeah so, something to make fun of something yeah, we could all yeah. sarcastically sneer at because we're Really, just broken and and alone inside, like all YouTube watchers, right? Yeah. All right, hit me with something. Um, okay, well, uh, depending on which side of the political fence you're on, uh, Angela Merkel to be re-elected in Germany. That's a bold prediction. Wow, and I, I'm not gonna. I, I, I when I when that one came in, uh. I was like, oh, I'm going to look at some polls. And I thought, no, actually, fuck it. The polls have been so wrong for every other yeah, well, I major guess could... election or referendum this year. I'm just going to give up on that. So, Well, just look at the polls and then just go with the exact opposite, I guess. Well, I guess that's the other way of doing it. So, yeah, Merkel would be elected in Germany. Uh, was that, is that you? Is that your prediction? That, that, that was actually my prediction, yeah. Hmm. Bit optimistic there, aren't you? Well, and I hope you'll also notice that in a... Absolute juxtapose what normally happens. I've actually been the serious one for two of these. So, uh, <laughs> New Year's resolution? Who knows? Yeah, well, it's a new year. We've gone Freaky Friday and switched uh, <laughs> switched places. Uh-huh. Right, hit me, sir. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want something serious? Well, not necessarily. Uh, okay, this one comes into comes in from I believe my good friend Steve oh. he's a, he's a he's a bit of a paranoid fellow but uh, he's saying nearly all countries running deficits equals gold will be priced higher and all currencies save perhaps the US dollar uh, couple that with more Islamic terrorism equals more extreme political repercussions in Europe Netherlands France Germany and oil should go up as the Saudis ready Aramco's IPO. I'm not sure what that means, but he also, I think, followed that up with, you know, buy silver and gold. And I believe he's already got a big cache of it in his yeah, basement. Well, yeah. So, to, to, to anyone listening to this, please don't go and rob Steve's basement because, uh, you know, there, there might be a large stash there, but essentially he also has guns. Yeah, so, he's, uh, you know, he's well armed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you prefaced that with Steve. He's a little bit pessimistic, and then you basically came in on a total downer. So I'm glad you, you know, gave that mental uh, guidance. There at the that's first. something. That's something. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I don't see. Yeah, I'm no economist, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure how deficits would equal gold being priced higher, because aren't all countries currently running deficits? <laughs> Isn't that? Is, doesn't just everybody just run a deficit and borrow money? Well, I don't money? know. I'm, I'm a little bit screwed because after our last podcast, I went about a shitload of Bitcoin. Yes, right. Yeah. And Steve did not predict to buy into <laughs> Bitcoin. So, uh, you know, if if there are people getting their economic advice from Steve, I could be screwed on this one fairly big time. So, well, uh, from the Bitcoin research that I've done, Bitcoin does seem to be a bit of a safe haven when currencies crash. It's one of those safe haven markets, like gold and stuff like that, that people that people move to. So it has actually gone up in price, hasn't it? It's actually, actually, since we recorded that episode, 
it has actually like massively gone up in price. I started tracking it. Yeah, yeah. It has actually massively gone up in price. So I think maybe we should ask for a cut. Yeah, you're welcome, Bitcoin. Yeah. It's doing all it the is. work for you. Okay, I'm uh, fuck it. I'm going to open the can of worms because I had a I had a couple come in here. So my prediction was that um, as President Elect Trump, as he is now, President Trump, as he'll be as of uh, the twentieth of January, um, he will be impeached in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that was my prediction, and then I actually had several people send in uh, similar things, and then I had some other Trump ones. Um, Ranging from um, he won't take office. Hmm. That doesn't look likely. Would, doesn't look likely. Would be nice. Doesn't look likely. Uh, to he'll be impeached. Uh, he will be assassinated. So I don't know if you had any overlap with that. But um, yeah, I did. Um, that seemed to be a bit of a theme. The one I have here is uh, in 2017. Trump puts gold Trump letters on the White House, and then is promptly impeached. <laughs> All within a year. However, the reason for impeachment is not the defacing of the White House. It's uh, sexual assault. No. Yeah. yeah. The old lady grabber himself. Um, hard, hard to believe. That's, uh, yeah, and, you know, we'll see. I think the assassination one was one that's uh, it's been bandied about in, you know, a few times. I'm, I'd, I'd be willing to put him in the death pool for sure. Uh, but then, but then to be fair, and I'm not advocating that anyone assassinates anyone. Let me just make that clear to NSA that are probably going to be listening into this podcast once it goes live. Very clear. Um, we do not endorse assassination. We do not. We endorse many things for money, especially. Yeah. Uh, but not that. Um, but actually, when President Obama took office, I know a lot of people here, and I myself was one of them, predicted there would be attempts, public attempts made. Maybe there have been attempts since then. But there would be public attempts made on his life because being the first black president mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, touch wood, we've got, you know, 11, 12 days of his presidency left to go and that hasn't happened and I hope it doesn't. So I think he's yeah. safe. I think he's safe. The I would have thought Trump would be safer, to be honest, because I would I have think thought the I think I would have thought the whack jobs are the ones that voted for him. Allegedly. Yeah. I think I think some of the more militant uh circles are are on his side. The, the, the way that I could see it happening is when he doesn't deliver on some of the things that he said. He's got a lot of people riled up, and then if he doesn't deliver, that's going to piss people off. However, this is also the master scapegoater here. So when, when shit doesn't go his way, which is, that's that's perhaps a, a scarier thought. Is you know well, who, it's, who's, it's, who's he, who's he going to blame? That's the because past, past presidents and current presidents have always just blamed Russia. Whereas he seems to be cozying up. I'm worried it's uh, going to be Canada. He's going to get on that South Park train and just blame Canada, start singing that song. And, uh, you know. That's true. I, yeah, I guess it's either Mexico or the Canadians, isn't it? So. Yeah, and I can't see him getting along with uh, Trudeau. So uh might be that. Could be that. Mm, Although I can't okay. see him getting along with the current president of Mexico either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Other than Putin, I don't see him getting along with anyone. No. Um, no, I think it's I think it's kind of a dangerous situation because I mean it's it's I guess it's it's one thing to do it in in the election. I mean it's it's despicable, deplorable to do it in the election. But once you're in office and have power, then I feel like it's almost like you have to go through with your scapegoating and threats and stuff. So if you blame something on somebody, whether it's a segment of society or another politician or something. You basically then kind of have to dismantle them in in some way to show that well, and, you know. So and that's, that's the dangerous that, thing. And Obama made that statement. Was it today or yesterday? One of his outgoing interviews basically said a very similar thing. Of you know, when you're campaigning, that's one thing you can say certain things. When you're president elect, to a to a degree, you can say certain things. But once you're president and you say something. World institutions react on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. that financial markets, be that military, be that whatever. Yeah. And that was his warning of, you know, have all the bravado you want now, but come the day that you're sworn in, what you say will have a reaction somewhere in the world. Yeah, people will take you seriously. They have to. Yeah, yeah. They have to take you seriously. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, we shall see. 
But that's the only scenario I could see him being assassinated because, yeah, I don't see, unless it's like, I don't know, like the really like liberal, you know, left side, whatever, you know, people that aren't usually the ones that are pushed to violence. I guess that's not true. Communists and stuff, but you know what I mean? Like this, what we've thought of as the liberal sort of people or group parties, whatever, sort of in Western society for the last eight, ten years have been generally almost hippie-esque in their, you know, political correctness and, you know, progressiveness and stuff like that. So it's, I just can't see an assassination attempt coming out of there. But maybe it's Mexico. They just get tired of him saying that they're going to pay for that fucking wall. And they're just like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> I dare you. I oh, yeah. <laughs> double dare you, motherfucker. Because that was the thing today. Was uh, he, he his latest tweet was? Oh yeah, because the, they yeah. have to. He's basic, of course, because Mexico is not going to pay for this wall. I can't believe how anybody actually believes that that there's any way that they would do that. Uh, and then, but so he's looking for money from Congress, obviously. So. Americans are going to pay for the wall and then he just tweets out yeah but we'll get them we'll put the money up front and we'll get them to pay it, to pay it back well Mexico will pay it back any money we spend on it. it's like does anybody still believe this but so maybe Mexico finally gets pissed and is just like you know what we're going to do the world a solid here and uh yeah but watch this watch this space so yeah so that's sort of the Trump Trump bubble what else have you got there you got something else there well, here's a bit of a softball. Um, okay. In 2017, marijuana becomes legal in Canada. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. It could happen. They're, they're looking what? into it. That's one of the, one of the things that Trudeau campaigned upon was at least investigating it. And they've got a bunch of committees set up to sort of make their recommendations to the government on how you would do it and what we should do. And they've spoken with, you know, all the, uh, states in the U.S. that have legalized to get their sort of, you know, take on it, what their recommendations would be. So it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. They're still doing, but I mean, in places like Vancouver and everything else, there's like dispensaries operate and you can go and buy, <laughs> you can go buy weed. It's just those people that run those are at risk of being raided by the police, which the police are saying they still will continue raiding shops. So it's sort of open at your own risk, but I think a lot of people are hedging their bets on the wave of legalization and they're opening shops and continuing to run shops. And if they, you know, if they happen to be the, you know, the, the card that gets pulled that day to, to get raided, well, that sucks and you lose your, your, you know, inventory and stuff, but yeah, it's, you're tied up with legal fees and everything, but I think everybody's waiting for the, for the floodgates to open and the, financial boom to come in uh which personally i think it would be a good thing i think we uh, everybody knows my stance on on that from previous episodes and stuff but so but i think that's a bit of a softball because i think we're moving in that direction so i for one personally agree and think that marijuana will become legal in canada well watch this watch this space then yeah and then book your ticket to canada Come visit. Yeah. We'll have a good time. Via <laughs> well, a round trip to where California and everywhere else in the US, <laughs> slowly jumping on that bandwagon as well. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a. I'll throw this one in next. Is more of a, a local one. So, um, a friend of mine that works out quite a lot. He threw in um, the world's strongest man this year will be named as Eddie Hall. That's his prediction. So I was like, I don't know who Eddie Hall is. So I went off and looked, this guy, wait, before I, I looked at a picture and I went, oh my God, this guy's a beast. And then I looked, his nickname actually is the beast. <laughs> uh, this, this guy, he's British guy. He's 28 years old. Uh, he's uh, six foot three. So 1.9, 1.91 meters, uh, 182 kilos, 401 pounds for those in metric. Um, his uh, achievement, he's won several, he's like Britain's strongest man. He's come like, I think, third in the strongest man already. Um, but his achievement and title is that he's the first person ever under strongman rules to deadlift 500 kilos. Um, 
and my friend then sent me a video which I I've not looked at yet. But yeah, this guy looks like a absolute beast. So uh, yeah, a friend of mine sent that in. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I don't know if it's the same in Canada, Germany. All over Christmas they have like strongman competitions on. I think it's like the the heats to qualify. <laughs> it's not, I don't I don't get why it's on over Christmas, but um, it's, it's so not it. a huge thing in Canada. That's for sure. Right. I mean, but, I know what it is. I've seen this world's strongest man. You know, they're pulling Canada trucks normally, and stuff. Yeah, and, but and I think Canada normally. Yeah, have a few, yeah, we got few some guys good, in there. Uh, we got some yeah. guys. That, some of these big French Canadian like lumberjack guys. They they're up in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. So yeah, Eddie Hall to be world's strongest man twenty seventeen. That was a prediction. Okay. Well, for world's strongest man fans out there, for fans of big muscles in general. Wow. Like, and no, I mean, that, like that's that's why they're listening to this show, my friend. Yeah, hideously big muscles, grotesquely well, you know, big muscles. Oh, I wouldn't, I, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. I also don't like to boast. So. <laughs> uh, okay, here's one uh, sent in by my friend, my, my good friend John. Uh, in the year 2017, I predict that Huey Lewis and the news dies right in the prime of his career. <laughs> Could happen. When he says in when he says in the prime of his career, some some would argue that that was about twenty years ago, if not more. I so, think it means there's going to be a resurgence of Huey Lewis in the news. Okay, which I and think then, I think we could all use. Who couldn't lighten the mood a bit here? You know, uh, yeah. So, so hey, stranger things have happened, I guess. Okay, watch the space. Um, should we? I've started on. I've got. I've got a couple of sport ones left, and I've got one that is one of mine, which is pretty dark. So I don't know where to where to go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with the sporting theme. So um, Tiger Woods will retire in 2017. Shameful so, retire. Well, the, yeah. The person that said that didn't didn't put the word shameful in there, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm. I'm editorializing here okay okay well fine editorialize so yeah i know he's just come back from injury and he's you know there's always the big talk of you know will he beat nicholas's record and win more majors uh so yeah my friend here's going out on a limb saying nope well no how more many, he will uh, do, do we know the numbers because he's still got to win a lot to beat nicholson's record he has he's yeah, not yeah. he wasn't close when everything started to go sour for him he wasn't that close i think he still needs like 10 at least so, uh, yeah, so you heard it here first, guys. He's yeah. going to retire. That, that, you know what? That's uh, wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me. Um, okay. I'm going to run with was one of my uh, predictions here. Um, in 2017, Elon Musk's true intentions will be revealed. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know what he's up to, but he's up to something. Well, Whether good or evil, got, we'll see. Maybe maybe he's building those big solar plants for some evil purpose. Who knows? He could he could be the perfect Bond villain. He would actually, wouldn't he? He is his life is basically being scripted into that Bond villain. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One so way or another, um, his true intentions will be revealed. Be revealed. I like that. That's uh, it's just a subtle, subtly dark prediction. I like it. <laughs> Take it as you will. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, I'm going to finish off my sports theme. Um, we've already obviously Lance Armstrong a few years back, um, but there will be a massive drug scandal again in cycling, especially this year. Hmm. Um, I mean, so that I wouldn't think surprise I'm, me either. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. So I know it's been bubbling away over here. There's been parliamentary hearings where they've been interviewing um, the head of cycling uk or british cycling or team cycling or team gb cycling um dave brailsford his name is about a, a package that was delivered to sir bradley wiggins um on the eve of a race sometime and he said it was just decongestant um but rather than just buy it in the local pharmacy where it was readily available they had it shipped over mm-hmm. uh, hand delivered by a member of team gb cycling yeah or team sky cycling whichever team it was um across international borders, but there's no paperwork to say what was in there. So not only was there no paperwork to prove or disprove what it was, also 
this guy that's carrying it across the borders, one of the first rules, if you're given something to carry across the border, A, don't do it, and B, know what's in there. Mm-hmm. And this this guy said, I, got, I, I didn't ask what was in the box. I just carried the box. Mm. Like a good friend he is. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think I get I, I can get where the rumblings for that are coming. So yeah, massive drug scandal in 2017 in cycling. Okay, that's not surprising. I guess they need uh they need the old uh, former head of the World Anti Doping Association, and I think he was on a couple Olympic drug uh, testing committees. Yeah, old Dick Pound. Need to get Dick Pound back on the job. Well, and especially if you've got a name like Dick Pound, surely you should be on the job in porn as well, I would have thought. But. Have you seen Dick Pound? <laughs> Are we on about the man or the film? <laughs> I don't know if he's got the right look for pornography, but he sure as hell knows how to run a world anti-doping association. Well, and he's not Russian. So. No, he's Canadian. Well, of course, because the Russians don't know how to run a doping association. <laughs> you know, I think the Russians are actually pretty good at running a doping association. <laughs> well, doping, yeah, true. Uh, anti-doping, probably more accurate. Right. Let's see what you've done there. Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, okay. Here's another one. Uh, prediction. In 2017, the first self-driving car accident leads to a mass recall. And this was sent in by listener Totaled Recall. Oh. <laughs> now, now, the listener Totaled Recall, is that because they've got a campaign against electric cars? <laughs> or is that just by chance? I don't know. He, we'll have to reach out to Totaled Recall and, and see okay. what, why he chose that handle. Or maybe that was just the the name his, his parents gave him. Him or her. I'm not going to. I'm not going to assume genders here. It's 2017. Well, we're beyond that. We are indeed. Yeah, and we can all pee in the same bathrooms in most of the U.S. states uh, as well. So that's all fine. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for sending that one in. Um, okay. My my last prediction that I have um, is actually quite a, a dark one. I really hope it doesn't come true. Uh, but my prediction is that the world will do effectively nothing to present to prevent the worsening of the Syrian crisis. <sighs> Brad, Brad, Brad. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> well, uh, my worry is that I am, because it's just like... All signs point to yes. You want me to shake yeah. that eight ball again? What we, yeah. Definitely, well, why, maybe. <laughs> in, what, in, in what sort of civilization is this okay for it still to be carrying on with... Millions of people being displaced and it's, tens or hundreds of thousands of people being murdered or killed. Or it's not the first time in history it's happened, and I'm sure it won't be the last, unfortunately. No, you're right. But at what point do we say enough is enough, guys? It doesn't matter what all the differences are, it's just stop. Or we're going to stop it for you, but we don't seem willing to do that. So, Well, you know what? I think, I think the conflict will come to an end in 2017. Um, not before a bunch more bloodshed, but... Um, but I think it's going to be the outcome that uh, n- nobody thought when the thing started, what was it, four or five years ago, in that Assad remains in power, uh, backed by the Russians. I think that's where we're heading. I mean, well, and now the Americans, surely. They're all in bed together now, aren't they? It seems that way, you know? So, I'd like, I mean, I don't, I don't see their, I don't. S- from what I've seen, you know, John Kerry, the Secretary of State that's been sort of trying to broker a deal there, doesn't, you know, he came out with a press conference. And I didn't listen to the whole thing, and I'm sure he touched on Syria, but the part that I heard, it was more about ISIS and sort of saying, hey, look, you know, like, we beat back ISIS. Like, we did, like, it's better there than it was. And it seemed like it was a bit of a, like, yeah, let's not talk about the whole Aleppo and everything else. <laughs> But you know those ISIS guys. We kind of we we got them on the run, and it's like the yeah. But you know this brutal dictator whose father did the exact same thing, and you know crushed a rebellion before him in the generation before him has now effectively done the same thing because it does not seem like you know this. What's always been the problem is nobody knows who to back on the rebel side. It's so fractured over there. I don't know what their their current situation is of like who's sort of the 
They've had uh, who's negotiating for the ceasefires and stuff. I don't know what that's made up of and what their demands and basically stuff are. But I mean, Assad's basically the only one with a with a you know that has institutions, I guess, behind him. So and now the backing of of Russia and and the complacency of of, of everyone else. I, I I think that's so. I think it will end, and I think that unfortunately it's one of those things that. People will be happy to see it end, but it's just this guy is going to remain in power. So it's, we just have to sort of, I don't know, accept it. Like, or how long till it happens again? I don't know. But yeah, that's 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 a tricky one, man. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Well, I, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, there it is. Okay. Give me give me something more cheery. More cheery. Okay. Let me just scroll through. Um, that's not very cheery. That's not very cheery. <laughs> death, uh, death, <laughs> death. How about um, first human head transplant accomplished? Oh well, we, yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. We did talk Maybe, about yeah. that. So I've been waiting for it for years. So I really, you know, I think this is the year. And if they could do heads, then they could put my finger back on. So, wow. <laughs> Um, and then that, then that hockey arm, and then we really will have the bionic <laughs> Canadian. Yep. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Uh, I'll just at random pull one up here. In the year 2000, the words, Brad, you're an idiot, are uttered countless times. Well, I don't. In the year two, in the year two thousand. Well, I, I'm going to start with uttering it now, my friend. Did I say year two thousand? I meant twenty seventeen. Brad, you're an idiot. There. <laughs> it's coming true. My God, it's coming true. I don't know who sent that in, but it's not very funny. Uh, okay, here's another one sent in from from a listener. We have VR porn explodes into the scene. Incidents Literally. Of, yep. Incidents of publicly lewd acts skyrocket due to the mixture of <laughs> now legal recreational drugs and handheld VR devices. When we say handheld VR devices, yeah. is that yeah. a play on? I don't know. We'll have to ask whoever sent it in because it was sent in by drugs and tugs. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, drugs and tugs. Wow. For that lovely uh, prediction. Oh, is that the listener's name or just yeah. you want to give it? Oh, okay. That was, I, yeah. I just didn't know if you were just saying thank you to drugs and masturbation. No. It's, it's prediction great, sent in by handle. drugs and tugs. And great there's handle. a little parenthesis there that says they're twin care bears wearing trench coats. <laughs> drugs and tugs. Okay. So it gets a little more specific I like for it. all you like fans it. of care bears in your youth that's now been ruined. I've, yeah, I've seen a few people with the whole, the, you know, the the whole VR thing. It seems to be really kicking off. I've not, I've not. Have you done it yet? I've not done it. Yet. No, 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 no. But wait, pornography or VR? Answer any of those questions you like. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll stick with VR. Uh, okay. No, no, I have not. Uh, yeah, no, it looks really cool. Um, I've, you know, I've sort of followed some videos and stuff uh, of some of the latest tech conferences and everything, and it. It looks wild. And listening to some podcasts where people have, have, you know, got like tried it, there's some people that absolutely rave about it. And like, it's apparently it's coming and it's, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna blow our minds. And it's, I wow. think the whole VR thing is something that we'll, we should talk link about. It, link it with porn, it'll blow other things as well. But you, know. <laughs> you just, you just gotta, you know, get all the low hanging fruit. Good on you, man. Don't leave. Don't leave a. Don't leave a peach unplucked. Um, Is that another euphemism? It could be. I'm waiting for you okay. to to you know latch on to these. I'm setting them up for you. You got to knock them down. Um, I normally bang them in. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. The VR thing looks really cool, um, and I think it's you know like as we've. As 2016 has showed us, we, you and I struggle a lot with physics, but I read a really interesting book in 2016. I may have talked about it here on the, on the podcast called The Fabric of Reality by, um, David Deutsch, really brilliant, um, British, uh, physicist. Well, obviously. 
Yeah, you arrogant, arrogant. <laughs> I just, I, and by arrogant, I just mean British. That's just the way you, you are. Um, no, 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 but he, he used VR to really sort of make a lot of, um, you know, like what can you learn from VR by making the analogy and sort of doing the thought experiments of VR and like what the best virtual reality world you could create is how would that then like what does that then tell you about the nature of our own reality because if you can replicate one then you obviously you know the properties of it and that kind of thing so it's a really interesting thing and i think that the vr you know everyone thinks of the gaming and the pornography and and all that stuff but there's actually some pretty interesting you know implications on for you know I guess we'll say the the groovy psychedelic side of what reality is and how it's going to change society and stuff like that. And then not to mention combining psychedelics and VR. You want to go places, dude? You want to go places? Right. Well, I won't need to. That's right. You, you'll be going places in, the, in your own chair. And not going places. Yeah. Now that is going to blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, the VR thing is, yeah, that's, uh, that'll be something to watch for sure. Um, let's try and whip through some of these. I got a few left. Um, so I think we'll maybe skip through some of them because they are quite depressing. I don't know what people were, I think at the end of the end of 2016, people were just not in a good mood. I don't know if you felt that, but, uh, well, yeah, it's just a, yeah. I think, you know, was it John Oliver summed up, fuck you, 2016. I think there's been a run of that, and especially towards the end with some of the celebrity deaths as well, I think. That's right. Okay, well, let's go with uh, 2017, year of the antibiotic-resistant supervirus. Well, that's not what we wanted. That's not that's not uplifting. Well, not uplifting, but is it a reality? Could be, could be. Well, that's Virtual or not. That's uh, that's a bit more in our wheelhouse, and maybe we can talk about that in episodes to come. Um, twenty seventeen, the social media platforms fragment into increasingly smaller platforms based on preconceived ideas and ideology, so no one will ever feel triggered or have to be wrong again. Okay, that's my prediction. That's a deep one. Yeah, well, it's already happening. What was it? The this alt right, as they call them, which is is that like control alt delete on a laptop? No, it's the white supremacist oh. people in the U.S. Oh, okay, <laughs> I guess they've. Uh, we, we we wish we could press control alt delete <laughs> yeah, on those guys, yeah. but the sort of white nationalist people that they use the term alt right, which basically just seems like a guise for some quasi race baiting racist type they, stuff they've rebadged the kkk yeah yeah exactly anyway they've created their own social media platform basically where because some of their their big guys some of the guys that you know were at breitbart and stuff like this were banned from twitter twitter finally said okay we've had enough of this which that's right. a whole other debate because i don't i don't Freedom of speech. I'm a freedom of speech yeah. guy. I really, you know, I don't, and I, and I don't think it's productive to try and silence opinions you don't like, however horrible they are. Um, but anyway, so they've kind of made another platform, and it was like, okay, all of you people that are with me and you're you're my followers and stuff, just come over to this new platform where we make the rules and we don't have to. And it's just like, I thought of that when I came up with this. It's like, is this what's going to happen? Because it's like. You know, with the fake news and the social media stuff has become such a big thing. People are already in camps and now we're, they're just yelling at each other on social media from their little camps. And it doesn't matter what the data is, what the facts are, what the, like nobody cares what the argument is. They just want to yell at each other. And so it's like, finally, we'll just break off and you'll have left Twitter, you'll have right Twitter, you'll have centrist Twitter, you'll have, you know, <laughs> uh, transgender twitter you'll have anti-transgender <laughs> twitter and then no one they can all just you know yell at each other and be like yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah no you're right don't those people suck without ever having to interact with the other person ever again maybe it's for the best i don't know well but th th that's one okay and then i think we can how are we doing for time here we've been going for a bit wait a minute Eh, not too bad. Okay, and uh, let's do, do, do a couple more here. Oh, that one's rather dark. Uh, as a response, 
In 2017, as a response to all the fentanyl-related deaths, did you guys, do you guys have this problem in the UK? Have you heard of the drug fentanyl? Heard of the drug fentanyl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, it's a really powerful uh, opioid. Opioid, yeah. yeah. Um, my sister, who's a nurse, uh, a practicing nurse in the hospital, she told me that they barely use the stuff because it's like it's like last resort for pain control. And it's you basically you dilute the shit down like to thousands and thousands and thousands because it, it's so powerful. But in Canada, so on the west coast of Canada, Vancouver, and uh, places like Seattle and stuff like this, and known areas with opioid drug problems and you know the homeless communities associated with that, and um, they've seen an increase in the use of fentanyl. So somehow it's getting onto the streets and it's now you know, circulating in these communities and there's been a lot of deaths. So it's been a bit of, it was a bit of a big issue uh, in uh, the last months of, of 2016. So as a response to all the fentanyl-related deaths, prosecutors begin to seek manslaughter charges against people charged with producing and possibly trafficking Schedule One drugs. Longer mm -hmm. mand mandatory minimum sentences at the very least. And I'm not sure who sent that one in, but... Uh, I could see that being a good thing for the, you know, fentanyl and stuff, but we got to remember that marijuana is also a Schedule One drug. <laughs> so, uh, so, don't want to see longer yeah. mandatory minimums for that one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? That's actually, you know, with the marijuana legalization and then, and then this comment here, I mean, I think drug policy might be something to watch in 2017 as well. We talked last episode or the episode before about, you know, the psychedelics research that's been going yeah. on. I, I saw a Fox News clip and it was a local Fox News station. So I don't know exactly what city it was in. Um, but they were talking about a, a study uh, that used psilocybin, the ingredient in magic mushrooms, um, to treat um, depression and anxiety. And I think I mentioned this because this is one of the first uses of psilocybin that was tested in a clinical setting. But they're doing more studies now. So it's with uh, people that are um, terminally ill to help reduce anxiety and sort of, you know, get them ready for death, I guess. I don't know. But apparently it works. Uh, people, you know, report that they're, you know, they're happier, they're more at peace and everything like this. And, and, <laughs> well, and those that don't respond to the survey are already dead. Uh, no, not necessarily. They just, you know, had a really bad trip, man. No. <laughs> well, maybe that's something to the sky. I know there's a case just about to happen in the UK of um, a guy basically going to court to ask for the right to die. He's got a terminal illness. Mm -hmm. and uh, I can't remember if it was the start of last year or the end of 2015 where they, they debated assisted suicide in the UK Parliament and basically set out new guidelines basically saying no. So he's basically the first to challenge that since. But maybe that's an interesting topic to get into because yeah if you traditionally it's always just been well you know if they're in somebody's in pain just keep them pumped full of morphine and eventually that will kill them but yeah maybe now you give them a cocktail of morphine fentanyl and psychotropics and <laughs> they have one hell of a time on the way out but well i i'm all for having a hell of a time on the way out but that is not what we're that's not what we're advocating here. Uh, the 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 psychedelic stuff is is obviously it's not a painkiller, so it's it's not no, it's not but, a pain thing. But if it, if it's taking you mentally yeah. to a place where you're not fully engaged in reality, shall we say, then you're you're basically just taking away that. Okay, well here's the finish line. Here's the terminal illness. Yeah, but it's and we're, it's, we're just clouding your view of that until it. No, until no, it no, hits. no, no, no. I think that's that's not it at all. It's um, because you do the you do the dose once, and then that's it. And okay, then you, so, so, okay, it's not like you're, you're just like, no, okay. no, it's not so, like you keep okay. this person told. Okay, that's a cruel and yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> No, this is, um, and, and so, and so not even just for the terminally ill patients, but this is what they do for the people with PTSD or depression or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, it's, a one -time, it's the one dose. It's a one time yeah. thing and you have, you know, a nice setting and, you know, there's someone to talk to, a therapist or something like that. And then people just, you know, they, they come out of it, you know, five hours later and the, you know, they feel better. 
they've sort of, you know, anxiety is gone, depression is gone, they, you know, have come to terms with different things and all this sort of stuff. And then they, they report those positive benefits for up to like five, six months in some cases. Okay. So no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's just, just the, the way it started. It's like, okay, we're just keeping these people drugged up on LSD, <laughs> LSD until the bitter end. That's no, no, no. That's how you get a Manson okay. family. Okay. Yeah. Fine. And, okay. but yeah, no, no, no. It's, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting. I think between drug legislation and, you know, the new studies that are coming out on some of this stuff, it'll be, you know, I don't think we'll be looking to the U.S. for a lot of change uh, based on some of Trump's appointments and stuff. But in other places, I think, you know, people may be starting to at least be open to the idea of research and uh, uh, and the therapeutic uses of some of these things. So, But it could be we could see a big conflict on it, too, you know, between the, the legislators and the science. And so it could be an interesting battleground to check on in in 2017 so we'll see on that one um and what else do we have here okay i got trade war with china trade war with china sparks a financial crisis a liquid liquidity freeze resulting in interest rate increase and yield curves steepening offshore money returning to safe haven countries meaning the eu and the u.s then a wave of recession across emerging markets. So I think that was sent in by my friend Josh, who I would like to invite him to come yep. onto the podcast. He knows a lot more about economics, as you can tell from that that prediction. <laughs> um, and he's and he's an optimist, which you might not be able to tell from that prediction, but I think he is at heart an optimist about how. Things can change, and I think he has some ideas about how some of this stuff, you know, it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom and shifting energy, you know, and it doesn't have to be an economic crisis and stuff. So at least I, I think that's what his position is, but we'll have to get him on in 2017 to clarify this prediction and some of those other things. But conflict with China, it's like, you know, Trump's kind of buddied up to Russia, so that sort of front is... is you know, warming up, but his uh, comments and um, he's, stuff towards he's got to China. Fall out with somebody. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, he needs a scapegoat, right? So, well, yeah. Okay, and then if you, and if and then if we got nothing else, we'll go. Here's my final prediction. Final prediction for 2017. Um, Billy Joel's song "We Didn't Start the Fire." sees a renaissance as the theme song for liberal millennials inheriting the current political and economic climate. Billy Joel, okay. we didn't start the fire. We tried to fight it, but we didn't light it. This will be our theme song. <laughs> well, if that if that works, then I do love a bit of Billy Joel, actually. Are you aware of that song? Uh, I am aware of that. Yeah, well, that maybe. I, I do like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, maybe maybe that'll be the song that that rides us out on on but, this episode as we go out in a psychedelic, drug induced haze, <laughs> rattling towards terminal illness in world oblivion <laughs> as Trump comes into power. What a way to go! Well, let's let's. So yeah, some of the some of the predictions were were dark. I think that was the mood, like we said, the mood yeah. the last couple of mo- the months of uh, 2016. But you know, this is, we're into January. It's a it's a brand new year. Anything could happen. Uh, Spring is coming at some point. Yeah, I gotta I gotta feel a bit op- optimistic. If not for um, you know economics, for psychedelics and virtual reality, we can look forward well, to this. I, th- I thought you were going to say because your uh, upcoming nuptials later this year, but based on the prediction of you getting ditched at the altar, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you haven't got anything to be pleased about. But no, twenty seventeen will be a good year for yes, that of course, September. So we can start the countdown now, and if we want to do a side uh, wedding podcast, perhaps. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, if I'm if I'm going to be there, I'm hoping there is an invite, maybe coming. Uh, maybe podcasting from the uh, the back of the ceremony. It's just uh, <laughs> having a little podcast booth and having people come in. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe we could. I, I would say 
you know, to, it'd be an interesting, you know, to have like a, you, everyone does the photo booth now, you know, so to have like a yeah. little audio recording to give your well wishes, whatever. But knowing my friends, I don't know if we yeah, want to, yeah, based, based, based on some of the predictions they've just given out, <laughs> might be a very, it might be a very dark recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And based on the, uh, the, the reaction. Well, Steve, like, Steve will still be holed up in his basement, refusing to come out to be guarding his gold and silver. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, well, do you know what? What? How? However, the year goes, uh, whether we, you know, figure everything out and turn it all around and into the utopian Star Trek future that 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 could be, or it all gets burnt down to the ground in a blazing you know ball of of flame one thing's for sure we'll be here to document it all well and is it really going down the ball of flame or is it just virtual reality dude now you're blowing my mind bro wait (laughs) well and it just came a bit of dramatical there the future's made of virtual insanity that's right that's right got a couple songs we could go out here on yeah take take your pick take your pick who knows well, I guess yeah. That that wraps up the um, the predictions. That wraps up the prediction episode. Um, and listeners, thanks for thanks for joining us and and stick with us for the rest of the year because we'll be uh, we'll be here to we'll be here to document it. We will, and uh, well, and I guess another prediction is that we're gonna we're gonna grow this thing. This juggernaut's gonna keep on keep on trucking yes. not into crowds of people that's not what we're advocating mm-hmm. ever it, it, it is going to keep on going with jokes and like in, that with uh, jokes like that there's only one way to go up, what up. Canada <laughs> uh, so uh, you know uh, the, the one thing I did note earlier so you know we have the Chinese New Year I'm not sure what what year this is last, was last year the monkey last year was dragon dragon so I'm not is this year the mouse I have no idea I have no idea Don't what know. it is this is something, um, but based on uh, the one of the first comments, um, we're predicting that 2017 is the year of the uh, homeless hobo pissing <laughs> in the streets. So uh, may this be the first of many years of that. Yeah. Put that on your Christmas cards at the end of 2017. Here we go. Indeed. Well, well yeah, maybe, I'm it's, maybe it's, it's the hobo, uh, you know, relieving himself onto the burning embers of what was 2016. And it's, it, well, and it's a positive like thing. Yeah. I like that. Well, what he sees is burning embers, obviously just the fireworks that have gone awry in a mock in Germany. But yeah, uh, yeah. I like I like uh, what you've done there. You've, you've painted a picture of words, which is uh, one that I like. <laughs> it's what we're trying so, to do here. So yeah, listeners, thank you. Get in touch. Um, myself at Bradley W. Hayes on Twitter with the show at Too Brad For You or my counterpart Flash. They can reach you at... Oh no, they can't. I'm. This is going to be the year I quit Twitter. Oh, you're moving to the outright yeah, Twitter yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I right. found a new platform. We'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't don't tweet Brad, uh, but follow the Too Brad for You. What I will do uh, this week is I will um, on our Twitter feed send out the predictions that I made. If you can do the same at your end, Flash, so that we've got a written history of these predictions, so we can come back uh, at the end of the year and do a wrap up and see. See what our score was for the year. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 I can, uh, yep, good, that sounds good, that sounds great. You can, you can obviously put the score on your whiteboard, so... Uh, Got no room for that, dude, 2017 is already full. Uh, well, <laughs> here's, here's to a new whiteboard in 2018. <laughs> it's not like it's easy to erase this shit. <laughs> shit, I used the permanent indelible marker. Yeah, yeah. All right, my friend. Uh, good okay. chatting with you, and until until next time. Catch you on the flip side, my friend. Take care. Cheers.
it's so I don't know. I just I never liked this this whole thing of like uh, comedy. Being in, yeah, I guess yeah, it's a real bitch that comedy thing. It's not. It's not that funny. Come on, give me a fucking break. Kids in the hall, man. That's what's that's funny. That's what you need to see. Did you watch it? I started watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I need to have a beer before I watch any more of this. <laughs> the worst of guy with the badminton or the squash league and the <laughs> one wrong at a time. Yeah, it's so funny. Are you kidding me? <sighs> when he bursts into the guy's beating, that's hilarious. <laughs> I knew that. I knew one of those floorboards when I walked across it felt a little hollow. <laughs> it rubs the lotion on its skin, or it gets wet. <laughs> uh, okay. This has been a real treat. <laughs> we should probably just call it here. Happy New Year! We'll just post this. Wait, have you been recording this? Uh, yeah, 26 yeah. minutes of it anyway. Yeah, me too. Okay. okay. I'm going to cut and edit all the shit you talked about Canada and make it sound like you said the exact opposite. <laughs> I, I know you're good at cutting and pasting and editing, but even you can't work fucking miracles, my friend. To, to restore the honor of Canadian comedy? Yes. Yes, I can. 